Welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. Well, good morning and a very warm welcome to the next episode of Property Portfolio Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of structure in your business, whether that's in property or in anything else. So as always, I'm joined this morning by Nigel Green. How are you, Nigel? I'm very well, Mark. How are you? You okay? Yeah, good, thank you. And we we spend a lot of time looking at the structure of our business. Uh, I think we both share that philosophy. It's uh, having a strong work ethic and working hard is really important, but you've got to be working smart as well. It's no point in running fast if you're going in the wrong direction. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, you can you can stumble from one position to another and go from one strategy to the other, but um, you'll probably find it's quite, um, you know, it's going to slow things down and probably cost quite a lot of money to restructure and what have you as you go through. So it's always, I think, always best to, Think of the end. What what the end in mind is all about. What it looks like. Um, you know what your, your your perfect scenario looks like, and then really structure whatever you're doing um, <clears throat> to take you through to that that end goal. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there there are inevitabilities as well. You know, sometimes you you might have the end in mind being, in our case, development. You know, we might buy, develop, and sell. Let's say, and we'd structure accordingly. But um, you know, some of these developments can be two, three years old, you know, in terms of their, their their tenure. And, you know, things can change during that period. So sometimes there is a necessity to uh, to change the strategy, you know, change the exit. And therefore, I guess that's fair enough. But if you can, you know, define what you're going to do with the end in mind, uh, structure accordingly, I think it's going to certainly help uh, to keep that uh, that money in the purse. And uh, you know, avoid very expensive restructuring costs as you go through. Yeah, particularly when you're acquiring, you know, assets. You, you're doing that probably for a long-term horizon. So, I think that's great advice. Start with the end in mind, and that, that ensures you've got the right robust structure. Not just create the wealth, but to protect the wealth as well. And increasingly, we're looking at trust structures outside of SaaS and various other things as well. Um, for for that very purpose, I think also having um having a structure means you've got a model, you've got your own economic equation, and there are times in life where you need to say yes and embrace, but there are also times where you need to say say no, you know, politely, you know, that's that's not right for me at this time. Um, I think in in the world of entrepreneurship and particularly in in property, there's Sometimes a lot of bravado about saying yes and working it out later, and sometimes that has good merit. But there's also a, a, a real strength and, and courage to actually know what works for you, know your economic equation, and to be able to say, "No, that doesn't work for me." Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it could be a matter of it. It works for you, but also it probably needs to work for other people as well. You know, third parties. It might there might be a hurdle rate a position that the bank as a minimum criteria, need you to consider. Um, you know, if it is a buy development, let's say, hold strategy, you know, there might be a requirement there that you 
you set for yourself that you have a hurdle rate. So, you know, if it's leaving money in, let's say, after refinancing uh, to enable repayment of private capital and the like, um, you may set yourself a, a sum, you know, not to exceed. It could be £10,000 a property, 25, it could be whatever number that hurdle rate is. But it's good because I think that's where we get to, Mark, isn't it? <clears throat> you know, if we, find an op- find, if we find an opportunity whereby the um, <clears throat> we possibly just exceed or go over that um that hurdle rate position it it's it stimulates the conversation you know it is over it is absolutely over and what shall we do shall we kind of pass it by or take the opportunity and find a different way you know that sort of thing or or actually it could be just a case of you know it it reverts from being the plan a to the plan b so instead of holding you know we we decide to do a hybrid so it could be a we're going to sell some and we're going to hold some to bring that hurdle rate down for the remaining uh, units. So there's there's many ways of looking at it, but I think you have to start with kind of that spreadsheet and it turning green or red, whichever the capes may be. Yeah, yeah, d- definitely. So the whole the whole world changed, I think, through government intervention, really, wasn't it? Clause twenty four, um, you know, several years ago now. Um, you know, many people have been structuring their assets in in their personal portfolios, and you know we, we did exactly the same. Um, but that that changed, and I, I think that was it was on the cusp at that time where that professionalism was growing. There was probably a, a, a sense of shock when it happened, but equally some inevitability that the government were going to uh, going to look at trying to professionalise the landlord uh, profession to a certain degree, and they chose to do that. With, with clause 24 so immediately it, it became a lot more uh, prudent and and relevant to, uh, uh, to to draw it into into company structures and you know some of the long-term hold companies that's fine but we we work with in effect temporary companies really uh, per- companies for a period of time uh, called SPVs special purpose vehicles not svps soil and vent pipes we've got a few of those um <laughs> some people uh, confuse the two so um you know setting up spvs and there's nothing wrong with that um it seems counterintuitive that the banks would want to be involved with with organizations that have no track record um but they do indeed like companies which have no track record at all there's no gremlins there's no slips trips and falls insurance claims and things um so most of our developments will always be done in an spv um and i mean i have conversations every day with with investors um and and you know answering many of their questions and queries and one of the refreshing things i think the investors enjoy with those conversations is we're not just talking about how we walk walk you into a deal. We're also walk, uh, doing the walk out the back end of the deal as well. And I think there's a real lesson in there for, for people wanting to raise private capital um, is, is you know, starting with that end in mind, be very clear on your model, how you'll engage banks, private capital, and bringing them into a deal, but also how they exit the other end. And just as much focus on the, probably more on the back end than, than the front end, to be honest. Um, and that's something that's that's not missed. And uh, we spend a lot of time working with our mentees just to keep them focused on on all those elements. And, and the more questions you get on your structure, 
more eloquent you'll become in describing how that structure works for all parties. Absolutely. I mean, you know, this this session's about structure, but, you know, it, it kind of blends, morphs with due diligence really as well, doesn't it? So, you know, once you've once you've dis- defined your structure and there's, there's so many great professionals out there that can help us with that, you know, from a tax efficiency point of view and accountancy perspective and all those sort of things. Um, you know, it's just it's just doing the, the tests all the way through that process. So so if, if if the intention is to sell, that's absolutely fine. You know, you can develop within within a particular vehicle probably VAT register it, I guess, if it's a development approach and then you just sell out the back end, that's absolutely fine. But if you, if you are looking to hold, you know, there, there could be a, a slight addendum to that structure at a point in time, probably not right at the beginning, but, you know, at a point in time, but you're going to be moving assets around within possibly a group structure environment. And I think the, the test really is to just double, double check that, you know, in terms of the exit, as you mentioned, Mark, you know, that exit is absolutely locked in because that's everything, isn't it, for us? You know, the exit is everything. And and if for some reason, you know, the lending market won't uh, align with your future aspirations of a structure, there's going to be a problem <laughs> because you won't be able to restructure it. And so it's it's really important that, you know, you're, you're engaging with your professional team, with your uh, your mortgage brokers, et cetera, and just talk them through that. And, you know, I mean, what we hear back is uh, it's, it's not a problem. That structure is absolutely fine. It's done every day of the week. Yes, you will be closing down the market a little bit because some lenders don't like that structure, but some do, you know, and it's just understanding those those uh, sides of, of, of the equation, really, just to make sure that whatever you do, you consider all the third-party impact really around what you're considering, because because um, the answer is yeah, there's a structure and it's all very nicely drawn on a piece of paper. But if it doesn't work for any one individual, when it any one organisation, it's probably flawed. So it's it's really important to uh, to get that DD done for sure. Yeah. So I was having great great relationships with, in particular, your broker and your banking partners, as well as your investors, of course, as well, to make sure it's not the greatest idea nobody's interested in. Exactly. And there'll always be somebody able able to fund a deal, but we like to keep the funding quite boring and simple. If it's boring and simple, it's the lowest cost of finance. You'll have less impact on PGs and and the like. Um, uh, it's about creating a model that you can hold a candle to and 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 support. Um, you know, creating creating wealth is is one thing. Uh, protecting wealth is, is another. Um, so tax efficiency is is really important, and that tax efficiency and that protecting wealth starts starts with the end in mind. It starts right at the front, doesn't it? Um, indeed, to the point where how you set up a business, making sure you have a robust shareholders agreement, mm-hmm. uh, your, your, your business is laid out, your point of references are, are very clear. Um, and that's a lot of the formality. But, I mean, you, you and I spend spend August kind of resetting, don't we? We'll reset, look at the structure, take some downtime as well. Um, you know, a couple of times a year, look at what that next 12 months, 24-month rolling plan looks like um and again that's a key part of of structure 
you, you and I have both been troubleshooters, you know, in, in a number of countries, um, resolving problems and, and challenges. Um, and a lot of these things can be overcome by having the right structure, the, the right alignment of purpose, alignment of values, alignment of vision between between parties in that structure. Um, quite often, issues of, a, of, of we've, we've been parachuted in to resolve issues where parties just ha- haven't had the foresight to, to document what their intentions are, what their exits are. You mentioned exits earlier on. Um, you know, I remember uh, helping somebody quite a number of years ago um, and they, they'd done a joint venture together. She was in her 20s, he was in his 60s and this was a long-term relationship where both parties would put in equal amounts of time and effort. Um, six months later, one party decided to emigrate. Yep. No, it's uh, not exactly starting with the end in mind. but uh, No, it's not alignment of values, is it? And, you know, in, in terms of a... If we if we jump in the car as you are, you know, on Saturday going on holiday for a week, and you, you don't start a journey with just to the next junction, do you? You actually plan it all the way out, so you've, you've got a clear route, and sometimes Plan B as well, the alternative route for traffic or whatever, you know. And thankfully, technology allows us to uh, to get around that these days. But but yeah, so I I think. Yeah, I, I think we've we've seen a lot of success going forward. Um, oh, sorry, in the past is. Um, is having having the uh, kind of the blue sky thinking in terms of you know what what you want to achieve or or kind of considering the art of the possible, you know what <clears throat> what your desires are, and then just just as I say, wrapping those people around you, going to see your tax consultant and having that conversation with a cup of coffee there, and just saying, look, this is what we'd like to achieve, and we but we're unsure in the actual, you know, is it is it going to be a limited company? Does it need to be LLP does it need to be something else does it you know these sort of things that's where the experts come in and they use the current tax law um, you know company law all these sort of things to kind of morph it into into your strategy and your structure um, to give you the best out, outcome in terms of tax efficiency and and get as close as they can to your desired output um, so that that's that's the key. I mean, we we can come up with all sorts of uh, thoughts and ideas, can't we, Mark? And but it, but it's limited to our you know our expertise and 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 but that's when you're you know the sum of the parts and all that is is it really brings it in with the professional team and um, and to have also I, I think um, you know the various reports. So we we get a report from our tax consultant, you know, and he may say, yeah, okay, I understand what the outturn is. My suggestion is you structure it like this for these reasons, and he might, in some cases, give us one, two, or even three options. You know, um, and then that gives us the ability to then reflect and, and choose the the right one that feels comfortable and sits very well with what we want to achieve. And um, you know, the, there's so many other parties that obviously come into that process, but really, really, just wanted to emphasise the importance of the professional team around that around that process. Yeah. Uh, it's vital. We work with a lot of people and we, I was having a chat with a mentee the other day, just getting started and just wanted to build that confidence. And, um, you know, any ideas on what your strategy might might be at this time? And it was straight into, I won't say what particular asset class it was, but straight into it. Well, when we kind of 
peel back the layers and look what they really wanted to achieve. The asset class was was an emotional decision. I'll, I'll say what it was. It was it was HMOs, um, and they'd hovered around HMOs and serviced accommodation. Yeah, nothing wrong in principle, um, but. I think the thing that we we always impress on ourselves and, and other people is that you know property it's a vehicle to get you to another place, isn't it? Mm. So how do you structure that? What is your current tax efficiency? What are you? What's your current tax burden? Bringing in more sophisticated strategies. You know, if you've got a, a very profitable business, can you bring in capital allowances? Can you bring in a commercial property to create some some tax offset there? Um, then you've got a you're going out with a strategic hunting license to identify the right type of property that enables your strategy rather than okay well I'll, I'll, I'll bumble into property development HMO service accommodation or whatever it is there is a very clear defined purpose uh, an outcome and quite often that's a financial purpose mm-hmm. a tax efficiency purpose yes. um, and there are so many, so many um, different permutations. To, to be honest, you know, having spent twenty-five years in corporate life and and and, and yourself as well, you know, I, I roll my eyes at the amount of unnecessary tax and the lack of resilience that I had for a, a quarter of a century, um, compared to you know the, the the rather elegant structure that we have now that makes us very tax efficient, but also very agile and nimble as well, and, and that's important in business too. It is, it is very much so. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I've had similar calls, uh, you know, with people. And it's, it's, it's kind of just distilling down um, what, what, they, what they want to achieve and, and probably very importantly by when. Because if you, if you want to achieve your wildest dreams in 12 months and you, you want to do it by buying a buy-to-let property, Every three, well, you're not going to get there, are you? It's going to. That's that's a very very long term strategy. Um, if you want to build a portfolio, as we call it, in a box, you know, which is kind of a commercial conversion, then that could be a way that you you use, you know, mass quantum and the you know the benefits of of that volume to do it all in one go, um, and and so many others. You know, in, I mean, immediate cash flow, depending on circumstances, if if people have got you know, cash to invest, let's say, it could be a case of, well, initially, maybe you need to go on to get an investment to get immediate cash flow coming through because it, again, depends on circumstances. You know, that would generate immediate cash flow, but then you could be working on a planning application uh, or PD, you know, to get that whatever it is converted into maybe resi, and then that could lead on to your development opportunity. You know, and we know development opportunities can create paydays and quite large ones as well, um, you know, either right at the beginning, throughout, and certainly at the end. And then that could be a sell, a hold to generate even more cash. You know, so it's just really understanding the fundamentals of what do you want and when do you want it? And then and just exploring, we, we love the word, don't we, the art of the possible in terms of what we can, what mechanism, what strategy, what asset class we can use. Um, and there's a, there's a, a broad array and combinations of all sorts of scenarios here to achieve what you want to achieve when you want to achieve it. So it's, yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, that blue sky thinking sessions. I mean, we, we go and spend a couple of hours with our accountant about once a quarter, don't we? With, with Chris, 
I swear he has to have a lay down and put a cold <laughs> flannel on his head when he's once he's had two hours with us. But uh, yeah, we certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> just really analysing, you know, what what can we do? What can we achieve? How can we create more from what we've already got? You know, how can we create more with less? Um, how can we be more efficient? Um, and once that becomes a real passion, and I think a lot of this is about mindset, isn't it? Um, you know, remaining humble, remaining agile, uh, understanding that you know you're not the best version of yourself yet, but but that's possible. Um, tweaking, evolving, um, and asking the humble questions. You know, there's no such thing as a daft question. And sometimes out of the daft questions, there's been some real light bulb moments, the sparks flying. Um, so we they're a real highlight, to be honest. I'm, I'm not sure many people would describe the meeting with their accountant as a as a highlight, but but it is. It's something we really look forward to because it, it really does contribute to our family's wealth, economy, protection. Yeah, abs- absolutely. You know, how, how and the question is always, isn't it, you know, we, we, how does it generally go, Mark? So we, we will give we'll give Chris a situational update, won't we, in terms of, you know, the journey, how, how things have progressed, yeah, the challenges we've had, let's say, you know, up until that point from the from the previous meeting that we've had. And we'll go through all of those in intricate detail. He will then reflect that with results, you know, so he's got access to all of our accounting systems. So he'll he'll have that and maybe pick up a few points as we go along. And then we kind of we kind of just put it all down on the table and say, right, how can we become more efficient? How we can can we reduce costs? How we can increase revenue, you know, but then you know, prof- profit also then translates into efficiency or inefficiency of obviously tax efficiency and those sort of things. So we just explore a whole, whole broad spectrum, don't we, of what we can do. And sometimes, I mean, it, it, it has never happened to date, but I'm sure it might happen in the future. I'm, I'm guessing we'll come out and think, you know, we're actually on the right track. And it's it's going as well as it can be at this moment, you know, within the constraints of obviously tax law and all the rest of it. But you know, generally there's something, isn't there? We come away, we come away from that meeting thinking, ah, oh, there we go, there's another one. And it's great because we can share that as well with you know friends, family, mentees, you know, and so on and so forth. And we love to do that, Mark, don't we? To just you know, just look at the nuggets and and explore this, have a chat because everybody's circumstances are different. So, and we're not absolutely not into sound bites. That's just not we just don't do that. If you, if you know as well enough, we don't do sound bites at all. But it's something you could take to your you know your professional team and say, look, Nigel, Nigel and Mark are doing this. Does this apply to me in my circumstances? And just see what the answer is. And but yeah, so we really really enjoy that process don't we and you know we do the same with all of our other professionals as well and you know you just everybody grows together don't they which is what we want yeah, to they really do and it's gradually you you reduce the unknown unknowns in in your life um and we yeah, don't, don't mind sharing with, uh, with with the listeners that this morning you know one of the things that we felt we didn't know enough about recently and you know we've written books on on the subject but the uh, general unallocated fund for a SAS pension it's a little we feel it's kind of a little bit of a soundbite really uh, mainly because we haven't done one so how do you do a general unallocated fund I mean how do you really do it how do you structure it plan it how does it work over long term all those detailed mechanics. And so we've set that as our as our 12-month project. 
because that is absolutely relevant to the tax efficiency of all of our businesses operating collegiately together and enabling loan backs and various other things uh, in the future. So, you know, that's a great example. And um, that type of subject comes up on our group mentorship sessions. And we've got, for those who are listening live, that's nine o'clock this morning, even though it's August, we're still doing the group mentorship session. So, uh, yeah, that's the type of thing that we share with with our mentees. And incidentally, if you want to start and make a cracking start to the next 12 months of your life, um, we're starting from the 1st of September. We've got a new cohort joining uh, in September. So just to either drop myself or Nigel a, a Facebook message and uh, we'll have a call with you or go to equacademy.co.uk and book your place now. Seriously, if you want to be surrounded by absolutely wonderful people, absolutely focused and driven, um, then you know it's just a, a wonderful place to be. And we've got the next two hours after this podcast with you know, with dozens of, of great mentees achieving great things. And I, for one, Nigel, I'm really looking forward to hearing those updates. Likewise, likewise. And, you know, and we've, we just had the privilege of, um, you know, we, we all got together a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? You know, at, at one of our one of our sites as well. So that was just wonderful. And just, just every, all the feedback I was getting from, well, everybody, everybody I spoke to, you know, it was it was a view of, you know, everybody I've spoken to today, I, I would not have a problem with speaking to many, many times in the future, you know, and there's no no problem in terms of very like-minded individuals all coming together. And we do that quarterly now, Mark, don't we? The next one is yeah. in October. 19th of October, yeah. 19th of October. So, and we, we want to try and spice it up as well, make it relevant. Networking is important to everybody. We totally get that. But we, we're doing it next to one of our sites. So we've got a uh, development uh, near Farnham. <clears throat> it's um, <clears throat> nine, nine residential units and a business centre being built there. And um, two weeks ago, yeah, we all met. We had a look around the site. Uh, we've literally just appointed the main contractor, uh, the principal contractor there. So uh, thankfully, there's no activity on site. So although we got everybody to dress up in PPE, we've allow them to take it off because we hadn't handed over to the main contractor at that point. But in, you know, in October, people are going to experience, you know, houses coming out the ground and, and be able, be able to hear from the team in terms of, you know, the challenges that they're having and the successes and all those sorts of things. And, you know, really, really looking forward to that because it was just a great event. And, uh, you know, it's been such a long time, hasn't it, Mark, for everybody, 18 months now you know, just be able to get together and have a great conversation. Some people I've, I've never met face-to-face <laughs> before that time. So it's just wonderful. And, um, yeah, looking forward to the next one. And it's a, it's a great example, that development, where we know exactly why we're doing that development. We know exactly what, what it's going to produce in terms of cash flow. We know exactly where that cash flow is going to be going in terms of pension contributions, then to loan backs and various other things. We know exactly how we've funded the projects um, and, and and the end outcome. And we know exactly how they're going to be structured in companies. And you need to know that in your development. So if, if you're not clear on what your structure is so you can communicate with banks, private investors, then maybe that's something to reflect on, on looking at how you can improve, how you can be that better version of yourself between now and Christmas, let's say. Give yourself short-term horizons to, to clarify very important parts. 
Well, Nigel, I mean, we could we could go on and talk about structure forever. It really is that important to us, and I'm sure it is to our listeners. So, as always, just like speak candidly, openly, and honestly about some of our observations, and uh, that's why we always like these these Wednesday morning, very informal um, sessions. And uh, and don't forget, you know, tune in and subscribe to Property Portfolio Podcast and listen to multiple episodes because it's all about property, business, and ultimately about enhancing our lives. And that's what we love. Absolutely. It's been great, Mark. Good. Well, have a fantastic day, everybody. We're on to our mentorship session now. Look forward to seeing you and listening to some of your comments next Wednesday on the next episode of Property Portfolio Podcast. Take care. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy. Also, don't forget to register for free access to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equaacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.